Welcome to the Equestrian Business Podcast, the show that talks about business for equestrians. If you're an equestrian business owner who wants more revenue, more profit, and a better work-life balance in your business, and you're looking for dry, humoured, no-nonsense business advice, you're in the right place. Whether you're just getting started, or whether you've been in the equestrian game for decades, I'm going to give you the tools, the strategies, systems, techniques, and a splash of philosophy on what you can do to have more fun, a better work-life balance, and more money in your equestrian business. Hello and welcome. It is so freaking cold where I am. It is like, I think, let me just double check. Sorry, as you can tell, I wasn't overly prepared for recording this podcast. There is one degree outside, one whole degree that's um, Celsius for my American friends. Um, I don't know what that works out as in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit does confuse me. I didn't actually come on here to whinge about the weather or the late nights drawing in or whinge about how friggin' dark it is and how unproductive I feel because I feel like my days have been chopped in half. Like in summer, it is not unusual for me to be outside and then check my watch or my phone and be like, oh my god, shit. It is half nine, it's nearly 10 o'clock, and the kids have school tomorrow. Like, we are out and about doing things. Whereas these days, I just feel this overwhelming urge to be in the house by 4.30 and not doing anything. And I just feel super overwhelmed. It's been a really, really busy week for me, I suppose, I have had the marketing masterclass, I've got a lot going on in my own personal life with my parents being really, really unwell. My mum is in hospital at the moment, she's um, hoping to have her back home before Christmas after she broke her neck, Um, so that has been a roller coaster in itself. I obviously have the horses to look after and I have the children to look after, I have all my work, I have my clients and I've just been feeling super unmotivated and so overwhelmed. I found myself falling into a doom scroll where I'm just scrolling through social media constantly. And plus, I run a predominantly one-person business. Now, I do have the odd members of staff who help me out with, you know, the odd marketing campaign. They might generate some posts for me in Canva and things like this. But the most of it, I, I am on my own. And it's hard. So shall we call this the psychotherapy themed episode? I think that seems apt. When you are a one person business, you wear a thousand hats. You wear the sales hat, the marketing hat, the customer support hat, the customer service hat, the admin hat, the the tea lady hat, the, the childcare hat if you have children, and the cheerleader hat. And sometimes you have to be your own coach or your own mentor. And personally, I feel like everybody should have a mentor to eliminate a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Overwhelm is obviously a thing. Overwhelm is when you feel like you have a million things on your plate and the worst thing is you just don't know where to get started or you have no motivation to get started and oh boy oh boy can I tell you 
a thing or two about that feeling this week. Like I have even put my horses on full livery this week to free up some time for me to focus on other things. I had a dissertation that's due because like an absolute genius, I decided to host the marketing challenge this week, knowing full well that I have a deadline for some of my uni work um, in about, oh gosh, it's the 6th of December as I'm recording this. So I have a dissertation, a dissertation due on the 10th. So let me just tell you, I know a thing or two about that just overwhelmed feeling. I also have the kids to look after. I've been attending lectures and this deadline is just fast approaching. Now, I think we should clear this up. There isn't actually a correlation between being busy and feeling overwhelmed for everybody. There are some people who are very, very busy um, one of my sisters, uh, she lives down near London. She is like permanently busy. Her day starts at 5am and she just does a million and one things. And she does it with such grace and she makes it look effortless. Me, on the other hand, I, I am not one of those people. So sometimes you can feel overwhelmed, even when it's your day off. Like I frequently feel overwhelmed on my day off because I don't have something to do. So overwhelm isn't always because you have too much to do. Some people feel overwhelmed despite having a significantly clearer schedule. You can be overwhelmed with a big decision or a small decision or multiple big decisions or multiple small decisions or tasks. And of course, your mental state and your natural mental position plays a large part. So if you're naturally a meditative, calm, got your shit together kind of girl, like my sister, then perhaps overwhelm is less apparent than if you have a lot of things going on in your mind, you run on caffeine and the fumes of horseshit, for example. But if, anyway, if you're faced with a situation where you're like me this week, where you just feel like you're on repeat and you're saying the words, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't be asked," or oh, I'm so fucking overwhelmed, or I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed if you're more diplomatic than me. Having read a million words from my clients and my followers and my students, the word overwhelm comes up time and time and time again without fail. So it's clearly a bit of an epidemic for those who have their own business and are working in the industry. So how can we deal with overwhelm? And why is the expression true in some cases? The expression goes, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And in some situations, overwhelm is a paralyzing prospect for causing procrastination in other people. What's going on? Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't necessarily a problem that I have solved, as you can tell by how my week's going this week. But self-awareness is not about solving problems. The hint's in the name. Self-awareness is about being aware of your problems and knowing that there is a path to solve them and that you can help them and you can 
make everything just a little bit more bearable. When I'm in a funky mood, and yes, yes, it certainly does happen, even to your confident boss bitch, charmingly eloquent host here, occasionally I can just be downright miserable and my mental health just goes sideways. And all I need to do is remind myself I have been in depressive states before and they have passed. And as my partner said, when I was in one of the worst mental health crises of my life, I ended up having a three-month breakdown a few years ago. My partner said, it never rains forever. And it's something that's really resonated with me. And it allowed me to just really, really quickly, this, this, I hope it does the same for you, but this quote just hit me like a ton of bricks because every time that I've ever felt content and happy and good in my life, something's come along and fucked it up, but then it's got better and it's not been shit permanently either. Like another quote that I absolutely love is, if you're in a good place, don't worry, it'll change. And if you're in a bad place, don't worry, it will change. And that, when I feel like shit, is all I need to remember. And this, I suppose it's a bit of a disclaimer. Even though there is a solution to tackling overwhelm, that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't get overwhelmed. It's just that when I do get overwhelmed, I now have what I like to call a bit of a toolkit to get me through if I choose to apply that toolkit. And I'll be honest, sometimes I don't because the thought of actually applying the toolkit seems overwhelming. But when I am ready to pull myself out of that, you know, depressive little nest that I've built myself, this is the toolkit that I apply. So first, you need to know your symptoms. And my symptoms could be massively different to yours, or yours might be identical to mine. There really is no right or wrong answer. But first, what I need you to do is recognize your symptoms. So I'm going to overshare a little bit. I'm going to tell you some of my symptoms. So procrastination is a huge, huge symptom of overwhelm for me. Um, this morning, I realized that I was overwhelmed because this, this was one of the triggers. So when I'm overwhelmed, procrastination kicks in big time. And the main indicator for me that I'm procrastinating is that I can sit on the edge of the bed, staring into space for like 10, 15 minutes. And it can take me as long as like an hour and a half to get dressed. And that is the main sign for me that I'm feeling a little bit out of my way. Doom scrolling is another big one. So a doom scroll is where you just, you go on social media and you don't get off. <laughs> I don't even want to look at my screen time for this week because I know it's it's going to be a gross number. I'll be really honest. I have had a really, really hard time distancing myself from my phone. And it's, it's one of my big things that I'm going to make a really conscious effort to work on over the next couple of days to pull myself out of this state. Then we have like fearfulness and anxiety. So like I can be sitting on the sofa, minding my own business, chilling out with my partner when the kids have gone to bed and I can just get this like flop. It feels like a slap in the face with a wet fish of intrusive thoughts telling me that I'm not good enough, telling me that 
all my work is pointless, telling me that I should do something else. And then this whole bout of anxiety that my business is going to collapse, it's not. But, you know, that's anxiety for you. It likes to fill your head with shit that's not true. And then, like, just general fearfulness. Like, I don't know if anybody else has this. Like, I can be sat there on my own and just be like, oh, someone could murder you. Like, it's such a random thing. And all of these thoughts and all of this anxiety and this fearfulness and these intrusive thoughts stem from the overwhelm. So that's another sign for me that I know I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then neglecting household tasks. If you could see my kitchen right now as I am recording this, you would be as shocked as I am that one small family can generate so much washing up. And I just, I was just lacking the motivation to clean that up today. Like that has, I'm not really one for moving stuff to the tomorrow list. I'm really not. But for me, after I've just spent hours working all day at my desk, I had to go get my car fixed because like the, the passenger side door won't unlock. Um, I've been looking um, at some possibilities for the future for my horse as well. Like, I really do mean I have had a nightmare of a week. But I just, I have done everything that I need to do today. My business has been taken care of. My children have been taken care of. My partner has been taken care of because I had to take him some lunch over to work because he forgot to make some. And that's, that's all I needed to do today. And since I feel overwhelmed and since I deserve to rest, it's on tomorrow's list. So that's another thing for me that I know when I'm getting overwhelmed and that I have too much on my plate is that the household tasks get neglected and you're only human like if that's you and you think you know what I haven't put a load of laundry on for a couple of days it's okay you can always catch up on it but it just might be a sign that you are feeling overwhelmed and then we have more procrastination more anxiety and just a general sense of malaise so here's my toolkit and here's what my toolkit is based on. Overwhelm is not the result of having too much to do. It's the result of not knowing what to do next. Which begs the question, will we ever know what is best to do next? And this paralysis by analysis can be another cause of procrastination. But the answer is probably not. We will probably never know what is best for us to do next. But the other answer is this. When it comes to running our one-woman business, we can set up systems and structures and plans so that we understand correlation and causation. And once we understand correlation and causation, we will always have a pretty good idea of what is the best next step for us to take. Your job, whether you are an equine physio, a riding instructor, you run a stables, or you run a business, your jobs more than likely include sales, marketing, customer delivery, and admin. And that, coincidentally, is the order in which you should be focusing on those tasks on a daily basis. We have to move sales forward we have to generate leads, we have to ensure our clients or customers are happy and looked after, and we have to deal with the admin stuff to a degree. 
So if you understand the correlation between putting out a marketing um, piece and generating some leads, if you understand that reaching out to a lead who is interested in your product or services and answering their questions, that you're one step closer to closing a sale, whether that's a yes or a no, both are good. If you understand that creating a post for your audience to let them know your availability in the new year, then that is something that has been ticked off your to-do list. Your client customer delivery has been successfully executed and you can stop worrying about the ifs and the what ifs and the hypotheticals and the and you start thinking, well, actually, what if I rejig my business? What if I add in a new product or service? And what if you just what if you just stop? If you're sitting there overwhelmed because you don't have enough clients and you think, right, I'm going to do some marketing or I'm going to take the time to learn more about marketing or I'm going to put something out into the world that has a compelling call to action that invites people to join my list or to book in with me or to visit my website or I'm going to ask some of my clients or my customers for a referral. You're putting in a system for generating leads. You might want to use my five steps, which is my signature five-step method, which is what all of my marketing formulas are based on. Or you might want to watch the replays of my marketing challenge, which I'm running this week. It has been so, so helpful to so many people. But you need to put in a systematic process for generating the results that you want and moving you towards that goal that you want. So you put the system in place and you stop relying on guesswork and you will always know what to do next because of the standard operational processes and the systems will tell you what to do next. And then you'll find that when you are faced with overwhelm, all you need to do is look at your system and say, right, what's one thing that I can do to take me just one step in the direction towards the summit that you're heading towards. And this is the power of constraints. This is the power of process. And I believe that's how you handle overwhelm. I have been Riel and Amber, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, we should probably work together because I can help you manage all of that. Write to me, Rhiannon at equestrianbusinessspecialist.com, or you can find me on any social media platform by searching the Equestrian Business Specialist, or you can send a smoke signal in my general direction, and we can have a chat about what it looks like for us to work together. Until next time, you have been delightful for tuning in.